Hi everyone and welcome to another powerful conversation with another powerful woman. I am joined and very excited to be joined today by Charlie Clary. Um, she is amazing. I had a fabulous conversation with her a few weeks ago on um, having met on LinkedIn and was delighted when she agreed to be um, one of my women in my conversations. So welcome Charlie, thank you for joining me today. Hi Claire, thank you so much for having me. Got a nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So tell us um, a little bit about, about who you are, what you do, how you help people. Okay, so I'm Charlie, as Claire said, a marketing consultant. I have just spent, it feels like a life sentence, uh, 20 years in corporate marketing, but I've recently set up my own business, helping female founders demystify, um, understand, kind of clarify their marketing because it is, the world makes it feel like a really scary place and very confusing and you have to do everything. And I'm going to let you into a secret, you don't. You really don't because you can't. There isn't enough hours in the day. I don't know a single female founder who's got time for all of the marketing and running their own business. Um, so I step in. I thought it would be, I thought, I thought I'd be providing a marketing strategy because that's what people need. No one has ever asked me for a marketing strategy. No one at all. They've asked me to help. What am I going to write on social? What do I post? What do I talk about? What should I do next? What, what are all these marketing things I need to do? So we basically, yeah, demystify everything, simplify everything because it's just too complicated. Um, and then, yeah, put, put them on the right path because normally they're doing a really amazing amount of stuff. Don't realize they're doing loads of marketing anyway um, and just point them in the right direction and give them a bit of reassurance and accountability and that's been yeah and I mean I think it's it's an amazing service to provide because um there's so much out there and there's so yeah. many different ways of doing things how does as a as a female uh, founder solopreneur etc how do you know what you're doing is the right thing to do well, uh, it feels like you you don't. I know we're definitely from the inside looking out, and I have to do this for my business as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah, it really feels like you don't know because so the best thing to do is get someone to account, you know, make you accountable, and to almost to not to check your work, but to just to kind of bounce ideas and bounce things off. I am more not really a fluffy marketeer. I'm more of an Excel spreadsheet marketeer. Love a spreadsheet. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I like measuring the numbers. So everything from marketing you can measure. And it's just mm. not getting overwhelmed with what you do measure and you should measure everything. I hate that word should as well. I am getting that banned. You shouldn't have to do anything. But <laughs> there's things that you can measure that will make you feel like what you're doing is having a difference, hitting what KPIs you need or, you know, going towards a goal that you need to do. Um, getting help doing that at the start is probably the easiest thing instead of trying to unpick it six months, 12 months down the line, thinking you've done loads of stuff feels like I've done loads of activity, but I've no idea if it works. So try to get help early on as much as you can, even if it's just a quick one-to-one -one or just a quick question to point you in the right direction, because it's really hard to do it from yourself looking out when you just feel too overwhelmed. Yeah. And how, how long do, do you normally give to know how, if something's working or if you need to tweak it? Um, I'm not always the most patient person, so I can't well, put something out. It's like, what? the results straight away but clearly that's never going to be quite helpful it happens you're not going to like my answer marketing is the long game honestly but it is worth investing in so yes there's instant things you can do that you'll get an instant results so 
do a competition on Facebook and, you know, get lots of entries. You will see instantly you'll get results and entries. If that's what you're trying to do, fine. But what you're trying to do is have a conversation. And conversations take time. So, you know, give it a couple of months, give it a few months as well. Because you are doing so many other things, most of my clients are, and I know you are as well, as a solopreneur, start something, go and do the 100 million other things you've got to do and come back to that in a month and see if that's working. So you've really got to try and give it a month's time. I work with my clients for between one and three months. And it feels like a long amount of time. It goes really quickly. We get loads of stuff done. But we also then go, oh, we've just started. We've just scratched the surface of that, right? How can I do this? You know, how can I prolong this? How can I do this for even more? So once you get going, it, you you can see traction and stuff, but it does take a little while if that's what you're trying to do to make it more of a foundation in your business instead of a quick fix. Yeah. Sorry, not the answer you wanted. <laughs> no, I mean it's the it's the realistic one, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. what that's what's important because there are so many companies out there selling quick fix schemes that you can invest, you know, thousands of pounds into with the promise of um, you know, all of these mm-hmm. clients. And I my my gut always says it's just not gonna work. Um yeah. I'm I'm the one that likes to build up relationships over time and to have more deep and meaningful conversations. So for me, the sort of a superficiality is kind of actually puts me off. Yeah, um, but then at the same time, the long game is um, yeah, it's frustrating as well because you don't know where you don't know who you are reaching and who is listening and watching because not everyone interacts with you either. No, and that's the tricky thing. It's it's tricky and it's good in a way, actually. A lot of my clients feel a bit nervous, especially about social. We, we talk about social, but there's so many other marketing channels. But also, you know, just to focus on social, doing, you know, this or doing an interview or just showing up on social feels really like, oh, I don't want to do it. And it's not for everyone and you don't have to do it. That's the other thing. You don't have to. You can do something else. But if you do, the kind of, the more you do it, the better you'll get. Obviously, you know, with practice, that's fine. But also remember, and not a lot of people want to hear this, but not everyone's listening so you know go out there say it don't worry about it go out and say it again and once you get practice and you get more comfortable with it and you feel more familiar then that's fine but honestly you just saying it is the hurdle you need to get over but do not worry that honestly people aren't listening it's there is a stat that is which takes between seven to ten um recognitions before someone even sees it so you thinking oh i've showed up on social too much this week everyone's going to think she's going on about that thing again they will not remember. They really won't. And if anyone's like me, my brain is so you know, gone sometimes, you'll think, what was that thing that woman said? And then you'll appreciate the next time you hear it because you've forgotten. It's not yeah. a judgment as though she's saying it too much. It's actually, oh, thank God she said it again because I'd forgotten. So show it up as much as you can, but also remember in the background, no one's listening. And it's a hard balance to feel, but once you yeah. get over that, then yes, you'll have much more kind of, like you say deep and meaningful conversations because people are like oh i want to hear what you've got to say i want to know what's going on and they want to hear it from you as well it's your your person that sells not your brand or your logo it's the person that they want to buy from yeah and i think that's it i've heard that the stat about it takes seven interactions to Mm. somebody to hear and it's it's kind of um you know again as my, my natural instinct is like you know I don't want to have to keep repeating myself that's um just annoying and I'm sure they've heard but it's really quite hard to put yourself in in that mindset that yeah um they won't have seen it um or yeah. unlikely to have seen it and get over that mm-hmm. um and that's yeah. a tricky one as well if you think that is annoying you've got a it's annoying for me I don't want to keep repeating myself so saying the same thing in a different way is yeah. easier for you to do 
it's more interesting for you to do as well. And your audience will think, oh, that's, I keep hearing this thing and it's kind of similar. But if they keep hearing the same thing, yeah. it becomes like wallpaper. So trying to say the same thing in a different way is kind of, it makes you, keeps you on your toes. It makes you think about your product or service or business differently. And it stops you repeating yourself because if you're bored, your audience is going to definitely be bored. So you know, yeah. get over that hurdle as well as quickly as you can of like, how do I say this differently again? How else is this going to fix something? What other problem does this relate to? And then think of it of saying it in a different way. And it makes it yeah. more interesting for you because I don't want to be bored doing my own marketing. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel? I mean, we had it before you became sort of on, on air, if you like. We had this sort of little conversation about um, just having raw, authentic conversations. Where do you sit in terms of marketing between um, having something that is is scripted and very well planned so you make sure you get out certain messages versus just sort of speaking from the heart and just going with it however it sounds? Um, I, I agree with both, actually, because I love a structure. So I like to have, you know, things written down, the messages I want to say, the points I want to get across. I want to make sure I've got them with it, whether it's just internally or kind of written down and I'm ready to go. But then to say that with authenticity and off the cuff and getting used to that. So there's a balance of the two of like, how can I constantly, you know, be ready to talk about my business, talk about my marketing, talk about my product in a really conversational way? And then I can then apply that to whatever channel I do it. So if you can practice, you know, getting if someone says to you, what do you do? And you've ready to, you know, just easily say that, get if yeah. you get that practiced in your head. And, and you can use that for anything. You can use that in the pub, you can use that when you meet someone, you know, bumping someone on a lift, whatever it is, get that ready and get that so comfortable in your brain that you can do it then the next step is like oh and how does that help people get that you know you've got to practice all these little mini conversations i've paid to say elevator pitch and all these things but yeah kind of works yeah and once you can do that then you can then show up and social and someone said you know in your head i want to tell people what i do and how my service helps people or what problem it fixes and that will come across naturally and then it will make feel like you are not selling as well people are scared of selling as well yes and, as a business, I have to sell my stuff. I want to, you know, I want to get paid. <laughs> I want to. I need to pay some bills. Um, so don't think about it as selling. It's having a conversation of the thing that you can provide. How do you then tell someone about that? And that is what selling is. But if you have that in a conversational way, you'll get much more used to it, and you'll feel much more comfortable instead of having this rehearsed piece of paper that you have to say the words and then make sure you've got it. Yeah, no one's, no one likes that, and no one wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So what? So when you've been setting up your company, what's been the, the biggest challenge that you've faced with setting yours up? Um, setup was easy because I've been a contractor for years. So all the kind of admin, accountancy, invoicey side, I've kind of had all that ready. What was interesting is putting my own logo and things. That was nice. And, you know, doing that and making it more personal, more me. That was interesting. Um, you're going to laugh, laugh at the hardest part. The hardest part I found is marketing me. Now, I can give marketing advice and I can do it for all different types of clients and you go laugh. Um, but it's, sometimes it's so hard to put that lens on yourself. So yeah. it really is, I, you know, I sit here sometimes and I go, oh, what do I do? I have a, and then I write, what would I tell a client? Well, and mm. I have a process for all of these things and an answer for all the things, but it's just sometimes it doesn't, it's hard for me to translate that into, well, I've no idea because it's different for me. It's not different for me at all. So yeah, yeah, sometimes marketing me is the hardest thing and it's got to, the easiest, what, what I found is take me out of it. I'm marketing this person, this product and almost treat it like a client and then adapt it back to me again. 
yeah um, so yeah that's, that's i didn't realize that would be my hardest thing and now it is yeah and it doesn't surprise me that that you said that um mm -hmm. at all really um i i i think it is it is because and, and when it's your own business it's um it's emotional as well yes. it, you, you know you and have having that differentiation well the the delineation between who you are and who your business is and and mm -hmm it's just really 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 difficult because you care passionately about yeah. you know what you're doing and why you're doing it because that's why you do it yeah um which well, that is gets in the way hard. sometimes i wrote something actually this morning and i thought right keep this short and snappy and do it almost a page later i waffled and rambled and it's like oh god i tell a client to really cut that down so i need to finish that this afternoon but yeah take my mm. own advice is uh often the thing i have to remind myself <laughs> Yeah. Where, where do you get your, um, what's your biggest source of inspiration when, when it comes to your own content? Um, the world is really good, actually, because I'm so passionate about female empowerment. And the opposite happens quite openly in the world. So uh, there's lots of things where it gives you a source of content, frustration, uh, something to achieve better. Um, so, yeah, I read a lot of stuff, try not to get too angry, try not to get overly passionate um but yeah kind of as many articles and following amazing women as well you know women and we say this a lot about you know you can't be what you haven't seen so you know you can't be a female vp if you've not seen loads of female vps there are so many amazing women out there you know yeah. two minute scroll on linkedin i found you you know this is good yeah. um but yeah i think people are saying there's not many women there are millions of women out there and it's finding them connecting with them finding a, a, a real bond and a connection and you, you're kind of following them, having conversations with them as well. So yeah, there's lots of people out there. So inspiration comes from actual individuals. It's not always giant CEOs that run corporations. It's women who you know run businesses like me. And yeah. I think, how do you do this? How are you, you know, surviving? How are you doing these things each day? And being kind of, yeah, finding your tribe that's overused, but definitely there's lots of people out there. So no short of inspiration at all. And yeah. frustration. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that the finding your own tribe is a, is a really important thing. So I think mm -hmm. it's very um, easy when you start out to uh, ju just go broad because it feels comfortable and you, and you believe that nobody's going to come and and buy from you um, yeah. unless you serve everybody. Uh, but actually, the more specific you get, um, the, the easier it kind of is. And it's just fascinating how you find your tribe and and the people that you really do resonate with and enjoy working with. Um, and when it's your own business, you have the choice of, of who you work yes, with. That's the nicest thing. It really is. And, you know, I've not had to sack a client yet, but, you know, that possibility is there. I've worked in corporate for years where you had to work with certain agencies or people that you didn't like and there was not a lot you could do about it. That's that's the nice kind of thing of like, yes, you do get totally the choice. The opposite, well, almost the other side of it is true is finding your um client tribe but also finding your business tribe so i've definitely really heavily lent into networking didn't mm. realize how amazing it was going to be for my business i did it for years in the corporate world i'd turn up at events throw business cards around left right and center people would go oh which amazing big brand you work for and i worked for some amazing big brands they'd try and sell to me i'd leave after some mediocre coffee and go that was rubbish wasn't it and i did that for years and years and that's yeah. how i networked and you think oh and then those people would email you and you still be like oh i don't really want your product you know and you had to do it as a thing as i started my own business i started that and i was like oh i'll go to some networking events and it really didn't fill me with any excitement or confidence or any thought of like you know this will go ever lead somewhere and i realized i was doing it wrong 
and I went to a couple of networking things and I was just like, right, you've got to go with questions and you've got to go with kind of conversations. I haven't got that big brand logo across my head anymore. So who's going to listen to me was my first thought. But yeah. people have been so lovely and so nice. I've met some amazing connections. I've joined some women's networking groups. So finding that group of women who all run their own businesses, all want to ask, you know, ask questions, all want to help you as well, all want to really um, answer questions, help you as much as they can, was so different. So it's not the networking I thought it was going to be. It really yeah. is just a group that the one I do on a monthly basis, they just, it really is a group of women who actively lean in. You can see it on the screens yeah. and say, what do you want help with? Not, yeah. not buy my product, not do my thing. What do you need help with? And he's like, yeah. is this networking? Yeah, it really is. And they are just yeah. fabulous. So definitely finding, because it's so lonely. You are sat yeah. here on your own for a lot of the time. And you think, I can do this. I should be able to do this. You know, I'm going to be fine. I'm just, it's going to be okay. I've got a million things to do. I've got washing on. I've got to feed people and dogs and kids and all sorts. And then you think, it's just me again. And it's like, if you've got yeah. someone else to talk to, who's in the same situation or isn't in the same situation, whatever it is, it is so helpful. And that little lonely world of one just explodes into like hundreds of people that can help you. And that has been probably one of the saving graces because I really thought I can see how businesses go, you know, out of control or yeah. they go bust because people get frustrated, fed up, lonely, unmotivated. And why would you do that? You go back yeah. and get a corporate job. So no, networking, I would say, is my... Number one key tip is find your tribe of people on that side. Yeah. And so how, where do you sit on the um, virtual versus um, real world um, networking? So I think a lot of people are, are starting to get a little bit burnt out by online networking and that sort of uh, real interaction with the like your local community can add quite a lot as well. I picked one that was specifically in my local area and that they do a, a monthly networking and then they do and, and they do a monthly coffee where we meet up as well. So it is a dual one as well. I think it would be good if it was just an online thing. But like you say, I think I'm getting a bit burnt out with just like, here's another call. I mean, my corporate career, the God near the end of it, I was doing eight to 10 calls a day. And it's like, yeah. no, I, I stopped doing that because I didn't want to do it. Now I'm going, oh, let's do more networking. It's like, no, that's you're going back to yeah. the same thing. So I definitely feel like, yeah, if you can get out and about and meet some people, you know, as much as you can, it really is, you know, it's a savior. Because it's, again, it's you're in your own, I might have a call with you today, but I'm still in my own little space on my own. I've, I've talked to you. And I think yeah. just getting out and about really, really helps. Yeah, and no, I agree. Um, and what, what about... Um, do you just work from home or do you work in any sort of local hubs where people can hang out? Um, and would you yeah, have that as a, as a sort of a sales and marketing strategy? Yeah, I need to do that more. Um, and I do, I don't do it as often as I should. And when I go and do it every, maybe once a month or every couple of months, I realize, oh, I love this. I should do this more often. But it's until yeah. you do it, you forget, isn't it? And that's it. Um, but yeah, you definitely need to kind of, yeah, talk to like-minded people, going you know kind of have conversations with people and, and not just in a salesy way like it's not just a pitch it's not just a how do I yeah. find clients it's how do I talk to people about are you having the same problem when we do this so kind of similar yeah. to the networking but a bit more bespoke in your area find it really helpful but don't do it enough and I really should definitely 
Yeah, because I was having a conversation with a friend at the weekend and she goes to a, um, a local gym where they have a, a space where, oh, where you yeah. can work out mm. and you can be there. And she says she spends, you know, sometimes one day a week there. Mm. Um, and she said it's useful because that's where her tribe potentially, you know, hang out. So yeah. you're, you're getting, you're, it's kind of has, has a dual purpose. You're, you've got the uh, support there. You've got people that you can talk about uh, your offer with um mm -hmm. that you can bounce ideas off solve problems yeah. and, and all of this happening in a place i think it's it's quite it's an interesting concept to explore if you can find the right place i think yeah i think it is it's about finding the right place and kind of i'm still at the early days so i'm still doing a lot of testing and trialing and does this work and doesn't this work and not ruling stuff out it's just like test a load of stuff you know this is the time to do it when i've got too many clients and i'm too busy to leave the office i will regret not doing this so this yeah. is my excuse for doing lots of things and spending lots of money at the moment but it's just like do it now when you've got the time when you've got the flexibility you know so that you can go hey i did that at the start and it didn't work i might revisit it in six months so yes i like her idea i might see if, yeah. um, if there's anything yeah. like that near me yeah, hers. Um, she was talking about yeah this local local gym that's sort of got a spa associated with it, and it's sort of a more um, up, upper end uh, clientele that might that yes. might be there. And so I thought they you know quite quite an interesting idea. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Spa. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing yeah. as well. There's you know you feel. I, I left the corporate world because I hated fitting into that box, that nine to five. You do the, you know, the objectives from someone else. You do the start and the end time of someone else. It takes a long time to get out of that. I'm still not 100% out. But if you could see, you know, don't feel guilty for going to yoga at three o'clock because that's what time yoga is of swimming at 10 yeah. or something. You don't have to fit into that world. And getting your head around that mentality is really quite a, a task as well. So yeah. don't. I wouldn't, if anyone's thinking about it, don't underestimate it or beat yourself up about, oh, I need to work till five or I'll work until this. I stopped that corporate world because I didn't want to work till eight o'clock at night, you know. But if I suddenly did now, I can. I could stop now and think, like, right, I'm, I'm going to pack in till seven o'clock and then do an hour or two then. But you've got to be, it really is quite a test of how you get out of that mindset and then yeah. what's right for you and then how that works for your day. It's like, I might feel more creative in you know, the evening than they am in the morning. I sit down yeah. at my desk and go, I will be creative. I don't feel like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest struggles as well is just that adjustment to this different way of life that yeah. no one's given you the kind of template for. You've got to make it up yourself. And that yeah. freedom is brilliant. And then that freedom is terrifying in the same yeah. breath. Yeah. So based on your experience so far, what would your top tip be for um, putting clear boundaries in place between um home and work work out what they need to be because i can happily go and put some washing on and do something else and you know go for a walk and things like that and that doesn't need to be a boundary sometimes that's just a change of scenery a change of mindset stop staring at the screen for a while as well um and don't don't be so hard on yourself of having to start at a certain time or end at a certain time or you know putting giving yourself a, a regime that for me i really needed to get out of that and now i've just got to replace it with something else so yeah being kind of honest with yourself going it's fine to not do that you know in your heart what you need to get done today and what you need to get done tomorrow and if it's only two or three things you know if you're done by two you're done by two what is that that's not the end of the world you don't have to tell anyone as well no one is reporting you or clocking you in you know that's yeah. fine so yeah don't be don't be hard on yourself of like oh god i, I need to get more done it's like you get as much done as you need to. And if you're doing this yourself and you've got into a bit of a rhythm, you know what's urgent, you know what can be saved for another day and don't worry about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm definitely leaning into that whole load more um, at the moment to mm. the point where it's like, well, um, of my of the things on my to do list, um, which of them are actually going to bring me joy today? Which of them feel like I'm going to be able to do with ease and flow? Because I think the energy you then take to yeah. that task is is completely different. Like you were saying, yeah. if you're about writing a piece of content, if you're if you're not feeling it, the words just don't come out onto the paper right, and then the, the reader isn't going to pick it up in the in the right way. Where, you know, the other week, last week, I wrote an article, and it just kind of like came out, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, with hardly any needing to to um, you know adjust it or make changes afterwards. It's like that, and that's really satisfying, and it kind of mm. it's those things that help lift you up. Um, yeah. And at some point you do have the energy to do the things like, you know, some bookkeeping or mm -hmm. um, yeah. calls or something that may be a little bit more draining. But um, just flexing with that is quite an interesting experience. Definitely. And I think as well, it's like find the things you like and do those. I set my business up so I didn't I don't want to do invoicing. I don't want to work for someone else. Like all the things I don't want to do. I don't want to do that in my new job, you know, my now this job. So it's like if I do want to just serve clients and talk about marketing all day, do that as much as you possibly can instead of I was talking to someone this morning who's just spent a day on Canva and I was like, you don't even like Canva. And she was like, I know, but I wanted to get this thing right. It's like, but that's new. You know, as much as you can outsource, outsource all the stuff you don't want to do mm -hmm. so that you are actually spending time in your business doing the thing that you're good at you're an expert in and that you like doing because again yeah. you know if you start you, you wait up and you're doing too much canva and not enough client serving you'll get fed up you'll get frustrated and you'll stop doing what you're doing so i'm trying to really set myself up for doing the thing i love as much as i possibly can yeah. either outsourcing or automating i love a tool for anything yeah. so i'm really trying to find how do i automate <laughs> this how do i get a, how do i put this into a platform how do i make this i really i yeah. love researching those things so it's good that i can do a bit of both but you know the thing i want to do i want to spend 80 percent of my time talking to clients about marketing and the rest how can i make the other things quicker and easier whether it's hire someone whether it's farm it out to someone whether it's go and download a thing do it that way around because otherwise yeah. you get fed up and it's like i didn't set my business up to go and do hours in canva which is easily done sometimes yeah 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 uh so i have to ask what your favorite tool is so far oh um well <laughs> if i get the one i was trying to work yesterday <laughs> tailwind is very good uh for kind tailwind. of tailwind yeah it's kind of creating and giving you a bit of ideas for social um because i sometimes struggle with that that's interesting probably and because i am a nerd and a bit of a geek my favorite tool is my accountancy tool so i love studio ninja that i use for my um contracts and payments and invoices and sending emails to clients of like all automated so i never have to chase a payment i never have to organize a call with a client it's all put done in this little platform took a lot of setting up but i love that one so yeah that's probably my favorite yeah, one that sounds really good yeah well really done good. yeah yeah i'll have to check both of those out i love i love a tool as well mine is yeah. um is probably having a good um online booking um mm system yeah. with, with your calendar yeah. i think that's yeah you can save a lot of time and avoid all the backing and forthing about who's mm -hmm. free when um if you've yeah. got a good um booking system in place but it's little things like that where you think oh it takes two minutes to set a call up it does but then you think when i have a hundred clients so you know when i scale this up it takes two minutes to do a hundred clients it takes two minutes yeah. to do two clients as well so i'm mm. trying to think how do i future proof this but you know, yeah. when i've got hundreds of clients so you know, it might be easy now 
down and might have the time to do it. But think about all the things that you think, oh, it only takes two minutes. Yes, yeah. but imagine how long it will take when you've got too many clients and you're doing too much stuff. So, yeah, whatever can take the time as well. That's the other thing I talk to my clients is like, do you want some more time back? Yes. Well, let's stop messing around doing things that are taking too long, that are, you yeah. know, taking too much of your time and let's reduce it. So I, the tools is for me definitely, but also for my clients to use as well. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. Um, and I, I, I knew that, uh, well, when we, when we, the first time we met and spoke, um, we think we both sit in, in this sort of space of creative analytical mindsets mm. and sort of somewhere in the middle way where it's about creating and having, but having technology as your best yes. friend mm -hmm. alongside, um, which I think is, is super powerful. Yeah, definitely. Well, all the talk on AI at the moment, you just like, I can see the fear of like, it will take people's jobs. It, I, AI won't take anyone's jobs. It's people using AI that will take people's jobs because that's yeah. who is going to, you know, be prosperous and successful. So it's yeah, in, in lean into it. Use as much as you can. You know, we're all we're talking on a screen now. We used to have to go into London and meet in a place at a yeah. time and all the things that you know the the, the rise in technology. I think sometimes scares us. And you're like, look how far we've come. You know, yeah. this is only three years in the making we never used to have video calls it was always a oh it's not a thing people did and now it's like we don't even, they don't even if my phone rings now i'm like oh what do i do do i put yeah. this on my ear how weird is this <laughs> it's like that i can't it's, see your face yeah what's going on why are you bringing yeah. me what's going on it's it's a yeah. panic thing, isn't it so yeah, yeah i think yeah use the technology and it's just going to get better and better i think yeah 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 no i agree i agree so um to finish off with what is the like the motto that you live by um interesting i was just writing a post about this this morning <laughs> which is good um your day deserves to be easy because i really mm -hmm. don't think it doesn't you know this is why i set my business up not because i want an easy life well kind of do but you know, yeah i don't mean lazy i mean easy easy and that's yeah. the difference is your day so whatever you're doing that's hard that's difficult that you don't like doing whether it is that corporate job come back in i, I did and definitely the best thing i ever did but if it is you know faffing around with invoices or it's procrastinating over something your day deserves to be easy because we haven't got many it really is like a short yeah. little life so make it as easy as possible and then the fun will come the enjoyment the motivation so all of those things yeah. will happen but if it's easy that's the starting point i think and that's what i was just writing about this morning so i think that's yes my new motto, motto. i love it i love it and it is perfectly aligned with um yeah the ease and flow that i'm trying to to live by so yeah yes. that's um really beautiful wonderful well thank you so much for for joining me today charlie yes. i've loved talking to you i know i could talk for you to you for hours longer um i'm sure we will talk many times again but um thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me my pleasure